welcome to Hurricane Left Chest with 150 mile per hour gags. I'm here again. I'm your host, Alex Patak, here with Rog of Meta. Hi. And Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. Hi. And we are uh, proud to sponsor our next guest on the pod. We're sponsoring uh, him? Yeah, I sponsor any, I co sign anything he does. Is he running a marathon? That's what it's no. Jake Flores. Greetings. Oh, I wanted to do the Gorka intro. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do a Gorka intro real quick? No, nah, I mean, that was pretty much it. All right, yeah. He just goes, Greetings when he's on things. I'm a big, scary man. <laughs> he's a haunted man. Yeah, he's like if a ghost were a man. Uh, we're back another week. A lot of buzz in the news, boys. Sure, it is a lot of buzz. The uh, Where am I at a beehive? <laughs> <laughs> yes, get out. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I would give this news cycle a B minus personally. Damn. Uh, <laughs> we got the Twitter sphere blowing up, of course, about the. Uh, <laughs> really B plus. B plus for that buzz. joke. Thank you. Well, but th- there's that much buzz, right? Right, right. Ugh. So much buzz. Yeah, we are generating <laughs> a lot of buzz. Already a groan. Um. I would give th- I would give this th- well okay so th- Hillary of course released the uh, the memoir or it was released by other people little excerpts from the memoir um, interesting uh, I I was thinking about this is political theater something that we should pay attention to because uh, that's how a lot of people engage with politics and a lot of people on the radical left are not um, inclined to follow those things uh, which I think in can, some ways can be a mistake because they're funny. Um, and also, like, that's a valid thing. Like, if I, you... I think that there's something right now that's not really quite fair, which is that when political theater happens and we agree with it, then it's great. And right. when we don't agree with it, then oh, I was, what are you, it's not really yeah, politics. Yeah, when it's it no the Democratic deal, Convention, you know? it's like, I needed that. It's like, <laughs> but it was bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but sh- she released this, well, basically was saying, uh, we, we don't need to rehash the 16 primary again. Um, but something that I took away from it was uh, O'Malley came out this week and he says that he's thinking about running for president again. I'm thinking about running for president. And he thought this was going to be his own act of political, like, fucking Who is spectacle. your O'Malley? Uh, it's partially, like... well, it's partially um, Eastwood. He's Eastwood. very Eastwood-esque. Could you do it again? Sounds like Jack thing? Nicholson. It's about new leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Nicholsonian? I guess. I, I can't even put the finger on the impression that has shaded my impression. It's like Reagan. Yes, yes there's a lot Reagan. of Reagan there. Yeah. A lot of Reagan, a slightly sharper Reagan, if you will, a slightly a gunslinger Reagan. I think that's how he sees himself as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, uh, I have the chest of a gunslinger Reagan. He really does. I've read accounts that he loves taking off his shirt. And yeah, well, is, he's got a good body. He does. It looks. Say what you need to say about the man, but he's he's you can cut some diamonds over there. Yeah. He really was like the cookie cutter sort of uh, central casting politician. Um, I always thought it, it, he, when you, he speaks, it sounds like a community theater production of Our Town <laughs> or something, you know, like. Uh, but anyway, so he says he thinks and I didn't nobody cared. I remember seeing this on uh, it came up on Facebook and I just like laughed. I guffawed at he, how, him thinking people would be interested in this. Um, so it was a nice like if you need to look down on somebody. Martin O'Malley can be a great sort of go-to. 
Uh, oh man, it would be so fun to just post O'Malley would have won and well, that's Hillary what he group. said. I looked it up. He <laughs> said, yeah, I know, but it would be so great if to start that movement. <laughs> be an O'Malley, oh, bro. the guy who lost by a hundred million votes <laughs> would win. <laughs> yeah, there are several Tumblr pages dedicated to debunking this theory, Mister <laughs> O'Malley. He thinks. Well, he maintains black voters didn't like O'Malley. <laughs> O'Malley's plan is su- to seduce every woman who will not vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, well, it's because the uh, black voters thing was, I mean, because he was fucking mayor of Baltimore, right? Yeah. And when that shit was hitting yeah, the fan. Carcetti. The only yeah, reason I know him oh, is because yeah. he's Carcetti from The Wire. Right. Which is not a good starting point. <laughs> um, but and he was good at political theater. He was always very, like, when the uh, Netroots Nation thing happened and Bernie just, like, shat his pants when people were, like, screaming at him, uh, O'Malley actually did truly tr- at least make an attempt to engage with people and do the improv thing. Um, but I think it's hilarious that he, a couple months ago, says, and I didn't know this until today, but I looked it up, and he maintains that he would have won. He says Bernie would not have won, <laughs> but he would have won. That's so funny. But, like, what else would you say? It's like, ah, I, I didn't have a shot. You should probably just, like, quit politics and just go into, like... Woodworking. Woodworking. Oh, yeah, like like a Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad. Right, oh, just drive yeah. somewhere. Just get <laughs> yeah. out of town. O'Malley just getting into a car and just flooring it into the sunset. <laughs> post Yeah, they're, election. like, meeting him in his office. And he's like, we need you to run. We need you to win. And he's like... Do it yourself. Like, <laughs> run, I will. Um, but another um, 16, what's that? I don't know. I was just This got me thinking, man. Uh, just think away. Yeah. Oh, I'm just wondering, like, who else, who else could we have run for Web. 2020? What other nice figures? Yeah, Webb could just talk about a different guy he killed. And that could be his big hook. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was another. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, there's been some developments. <laughs> he killed Seth Rich. He doesn't have a speech. He just comes out from behind a door. His hands are covered in blood. And he's just like, ah! <laughs> there was a boy named Seth Rich. <laughs> and he still does better than O'Malley. Even with the blood. <laughs> I had someone in uh, Scotland actually ask me if I would vote for Tom Hanks. Because that's someone whose name has been floated. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? What yeah, George Clooney. Uh not Clooney. Hanks, I would. I love that people in Europe are just like they need a Tom Hanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, apparently Michael Moore said that as like a way, like as a way of um, beating Trump. We got to nominate our own. We being the Democrats, nominate oh, our that's, own celebrities. That's definitely what's yeah. going to happen. Like yeah? so many celebrities are going to get in on this shit. Now. I like how they, they think that that was the defining factor, you know, right. not all of the things that were wrong on the Democratic side or whatever. It was because uh, the nation is just over it. They want star power. We weren't right. star studded enough. Clinton yeah. was Even more we famous. Had all though. Of them. <laughs> yeah, like Even there's was the most how about yeah, almost famous person on earth. World, yeah. yeah, we give Clinton a TV show <laughs> or a sweet movie, then she's a, she's both. She's right. the most Barrett qualified is. candidate. Very campaign is just, <laughs> is just marketing for a TV show. Well, that's inter- That's yeah. the most bizarre. Mr. Robot season three or whatever. <laughs> um, we could have Chafee. Chafee. We got to yes. get Chafee, dude. Good segue because uh, Left Just actually has an exclusive. Uh, this is only uh, media outlet in the world right now who has access to an excerpt from... Lincoln Chafee's, Lincoln Chafee's upcoming memoir, uh, I believe it's called Feel the Chafe. 
But um, mm-hmm. we got this we, anonymous. We're not going to name who did it. Um, this is from Jim Webb. Might have been Webb. Wouldn't rule it out. All right. This he says uh, as the presidential debates neared. I grew more and more excited about the about sharing the Chafee 16 platform with my fellow American people. For too long, our politicians and press had ignored important common-sense policy solutions like lowering the cost of stamps, reforming our public schools by introducing tea time and chess lessons, as well as a final serious investigation into the Teapot Dome scandal. But much to my dismay, when the actual debates came, there was more to focus on distraction issues, uh, the, the moderator, Anderson Cooper, acted more as a, a party pooper. Attribution for that one goes to my great niece and campaign chair, Gladys Chafee. Needless to say, Anderson was not invited to any of the campaigns for Media Day Mahjong Tournament Jamborees. When he went after, my atta- when he went after me attack dog style for my vote on the Glass-Steagall Act, my initial reaction was restrained. I said, I think you're being a little rough. In hindsight... I should have went for the jugular and responded in kind. If only I'd mustered up a strong, tough guy response like, listen, chump, if you want to talk to me like that, I'll meet you on the squash court. Then we might be living under a Chafee presidency. No matter what mistakes I made on the high-pressure campaign trail, the Chafinettes were with me every step of the way. After each day's events, I would be greeted by a group of lovely women, several of them under 50. I preferred the term Chafinettes, but, but some referred them to, to them as Chafee Chicks, or, uh, as my campaign chair, Gladys Chafee, said, just groupies. After a long, hot campaign rally, me and a couple Chafinettes would go back to the official Chafee RV. Despite my best efforts, we could not afford actual Lincoln vehicles. And, okay, this part gets kind of vulgar. <laughs> Is this the uh, whole Chafee book? first. <laughs> uh, this is the whole book. It started out like a speech, like a mayor in a book about, like, the Berenstein Bears would sound right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but then it turned into just like uh, Trump's Boy Scout. Turned like, into Mayor Quimby. <laughs> <laughs> Any more to add on that? Um, I'll record a whole separate podcast of just me reading <laughs> all my poems to him. Um, uh, why don't we go into the events of the week? Da na 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 na. Deca was repealed. That's right. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I just do the songs. You do the podcast. <laughs> uh, did anyone go uh, to the rally sucks. yesterday? No, I had to work. But I said thank you for going to the rally online. You did. So that yes. Matters. That counts as You're like welcome. going yeah, twice. And so I'm much. an immigrant, so it's not my responsibility. That's right. I See, I, actually, I was at the rally, and uh, the Young Turks was out and about interviewing people. <laughs> Uh, great media outlet, and they they were looking for someone to interview. Nobody was, like, really perking up, and so they looked at me. They were like, hey, can we get your opinion on the immigration issue? And uh, what I wanted to do is, fi- is, like, say I was standing next to a Latino, I could point to them and be like, hey, you should be interviewing this Latinx Damn, comrade of dude. mine. Yeah, and then that they would have caught in video of me saying that, which would have went viral. That would have yeah. been a slam yeah. dunk. Yeah. A woke slam dunk. You'll never believe what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jake, you're good with social media. Uh, where does the star power begin in this clip? I'm sorry? Had it happened. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, and <laughs> hypothetical clip. asked a Latinx person what they thought. <laughs> I thought we were still talking about Chafee in that clip. Okay, oh, no, no, no. 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 
Because the star power is everywhere. We could work clip. him in because this <laughs> did not happen. Uh, no. How do we make this go viral? I guess it would all be. A, uh, it would be about like um, this 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 big altruistic thing that Anders is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it would yeah. have to actually happen. Hero White defers <laughs> comment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Instead, proceeds to Ice Bucket Challenge and then until a, Tyranny a, ends. A dog just shows up that hasn't seen either of you in a year or something. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, and one of you is a soldier. Yeah, yeah you're a soldier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Returning can make this home, happen yep. in a few years if you're willing to commit to it now. I'd have to learn uh, the Harlem Shake, but I'm down. Do that at the end. <laughs> this soldier's Latinx friend that he hasn't seen before <laughs> since before he went off to war <laughs> finally reunited. <laughs> it's just like tearful. <laughs> oh my, the guy's got big eyes and shit. He's like, oh my god, it's really you. <laughs> You're right though. The hard part of this would be learning the Harlem Shake. <laughs> it's a complex dance with many moves. It is. Yeah. I, what, is that the most viral dance or is it uh, Gundam style? I gotta say, Gundam style is probably bigger. That's the, still the most vid viewed vid, right? What was the this the one where you hold completely still? <laughs> Macarena. Uh, no. The you black black Beatles thing where you hold completely still. Planking and <laughs> it's going oh, wild. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I don't remember. It was I, like a year yeah. ago. Planking park. We're all very in touch, and I think we've showcased that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> black Beatles, like the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did they have a? Oh yeah, they like did a like challenge that where That's you, right. you hold, you become like human statues or something. Right. It's like on the tip of my tongue. It's not that I'm out of touch. It's that there's too much internet in my head, and it's like all being pushed out the sides of my ears and shit. It hurts. Yeah, Jake, do you feel like you're going insane? Yeah. I've, been, I've been talking about this with a lot of people. I'm like, I don't realize if. The like the American pub, we've all, we've never had this torrent of news coming at us at, at such quick pace mm. and been so connected and like ob- that's all obvious, but the news hasn't been this consistently bad in a long time, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's like eroding. It's like it's like we're taking sandpaper. To it's our weathering brains. your brain. You're yeah, I, I'm going and no, uh, like I'm losing my mind. It's taking sandpaper and making it smoother and more aerodynamic, <laughs> <and> efficient, <laughs> so and you able can to fly, fly through the terror. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> yeah. When, yeah, yeah. For when uh, yeah, the world collapses. Yeah. yeah. Jake, did you go to the DACA thing? No. I wouldn't hold it against you. I support all of these movements but uh, there's some part of me that's gone like tired of going to trump tower because i know he's not in the trump tower this one was fully square yeah. but it was in fully square but well it moved around it moved see it moved like four or five times yeah uh, i support people going out. to it uh i don't i don't want to go to trump it's tower funny because like celebrities <laughs> live in trump tower so it's like a bunch of people protesting and yet thinking they're yelling at trump and then like bruce willis walks out like <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we had Ray Sremmerts here. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the dance. <laughs> he's freezing. Yell at him while he's freezing. <laughs> it is in some ways convenient that the evil president has his own tower, you know? Yeah. I will say that much. No, he's just perfected the optics of supervillain master yeah. president. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny as There's shit. Nothing Except to... being smart, yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's almost like a critique on that, like, you don't have to be. Like, I can yeah. do the whole thing and not know that ketchup makes steak worse. <laughs> yeah, well, we were, also, we were also talking earlier. It's like, yeah, he is probably legally retarded. Yes. Yeah. Like, he yeah. can't read out loud. 
Like, it is, if you have a talk radio show or whatever and need something to laugh about, it is a joke, but it's not a joke. Like, he is not fully functional and in charge of everything. Yeah, he's, I guess he's like bored. the joker in that he doesn't really have motivations. He's just crazy. Right, you know? right. He's right. chaos. Because, like, we've had bad presidents before where it's like, oh, we're living under this, you know, this weird Christian George W. Bush thing, and you kind of knew your enemy. But, like, he's like an extra, like, level of weird because it's just <laughs> chaos. Like, you just seems like he's trying to do the most evil thing at any given po- possibility, you know? Well, he doesn't know what DACA is. Not really. Yeah, DACA. like his and staffers sh- were, like, trying to hide it from him because they were afraid he'd find out he'd and find- he would have a change of heart, which I don't – that doesn't seem likely. We can't yeah. tell him it's about not deporting children. <laughs> right. Well, and <laughs> he I- loves children in concept. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things I think this goes – is, like uh, – I'm kind of I get worried sometimes that if you protest some shitty thing he said he was going to do like a week ago, then he's going to be reminded of that and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do that, you know, because like he just has a new thing every day. Uh, But well, yeah, it start the the presidency started out where he was a fascist. And then we're like, well, he doesn't seem organized enough to be a fascist. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he just has authoritarian tendencies. And uh, now he's just like a fucking aloof dumbass who doesn't seem to have convictions about anything besides like how like the Fox and Friends lady was nice to him once. And he has to mention it in Houston. I feel yeah, I feel like it's, it's OK to call him a fascist. Then there are a lot of people in all kinds of circles, who obviously conservatives don't want you to say that. But uh, I've. There are a lot of like academics uh, in the far left chiming in, being like, "Oh, well, it's actually not the appropriate locution considering factors K, L, and N." You know, yeah. like I feel like it's still like it's an important word to use. We should use it consciously. To use like some far right rhetoric here, when does a fascist really become a fascist? Yeah, like at what trimester of the presidency? Right. <laughs> when are we allowed to, uh, you know, <laughs> stick a needle in him? Yeah, because it's done. And it is kind of weird how, like, that's our last best hope. Uh, for, and this is w- something I've been thinking about with DACA specifically is at what point does the business class step in and say, like, this is actually bad for us because, you know. They said that originally. I yeah. feel like he did not have the support of the business class when he was running. And that's kind of the, that was the scary right-wing populism part of his victory is oh no sprints turned against donald trump (laughs) and he still took it just by uh telling everyone mexicans are rapists right there's Uh, there's some liberal takes that people called out yesterday i was like this will be bad for gdp and like that's not what you should do that's every liberal (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. not only is it wrong it's not good business actually if you look at your own charts you can see you're being inefficient with your child hand uh in machine quota yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, they think the only way to convince anyone of anything is to put it in like capitalistic terms because they imagine that there's this uh, huge voting block of people that you know that are that they have to win over like these you know Republican-minded voters or whatever. Which is the problem right. with all the coverage of DACA is every like I had an NPR article pulled up. Uh, where is it? Fact check: Are DACA recipients stealing jobs away from other Americans? Which I'm sure it, the answer is no. But it's so bad. The baseline of our defense is like, mm, actually, this is good for jobs, so we can't shoot these kids. Right. <laughs> it's like I have the argument where it, you know, where it starts. I, 
I was listening to uh, to Bernie Sanders podcast a while back. And Whoa, we're, oh, pause man. everything. <laughs> that shit's a banger. What is on Bernie Sanders podcast? You've never heard it. Is it just like him and his wife reviewing <laughs> wines? Uh, it's just him <laughs> harassing women online. <laughs> <laughs> He's every Bernie bro. <laughs> yeah. He's calling to action his uh, minions. Uh, he's like a new come town called Dust Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but there's it's just him interviewing like people who are about you know specific issues. It's, it's real dry and it's thirty minutes long or whatever. But I noticed something. He interviewed Bill Nye about mm. uh, like climate change, and Bill Nye had this like sort of like weird, fearful, shaking, wavering voice when he was talking about it. And the whole thing he was trying to convince Bernie Sanders of was that there are. Uh, solutions to climate change that do fit in capitalism like it will be better for the market and it will make people more money and it really you know a lot of the the, the science on this points to it not being that way like this is the cli- inevitable ecologic disaster I love the, this debate though the pro- is the product of capitalism itself and it's you know unless we sort of reform the idea of capitalism itself like it's it's not set up to for us to be able to profit on fixing it it's like an inevitable right capitalism is based on unlimited growth which does not match the motherfucking earth yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is the base of the problem but i love the back and forth from eco uh, venture capitalists and inventors and all anybody with the oh, strange hat you ask is right. like why do we need to give power to the Native Americans when I could build an umbrella that blocks out the sun <laughs> right. yeah, it <laughs> create jobs building the umbrella and yada 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 it's so weird that everyone is it's like is... way more dangerous than doing nothing <laughs> right, right, like... yeah, yeah. and also like the GDP means nothing like it's even if even if you're going by like just the amount of money in a country like if Ford moves a plant to Mexico that still counts as the US GDP because it was chartered in the United States like it has no uh, bearing whatsoever on people's like actual lives and like their wages and quality of life whatsoever yeah I think that's all, even though i understand what you're saying that GDP is rendered like almost wrong due to globalism and the fact that you know we get money for stuff that's happening elsewhere but also just like from a person-to-person basis gdp's never meant shit for like dale who works at Sanco. Right. like <laughs> it, it, it has no reflection of your life ever yeah <laughs> right. why do we pretend like it's important to like every fucking working person if you can't sit in a swivelly chair and talk menacingly to a newsroom then you have no use for the number that's <laughs> right and trump didn't even like can you imagine if trump was like folks gdp Gross domestic pro- like he didn't <laughs> talk about that shit. It's too many big words. Like yeah. from, in that Hillary excerpt, she talks about like how Bernie was wrong about the Democrats, and she lists all these things like you know LBJ uh, passed Medicare, Great Society, and then uh, Carter uh, made peace uh, with Egypt and some, uh, someone else. I don't know. I know nothing. But uh, and then but then she like goes on and she Go just. Go- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> she, and then she goes on. And she's like, and then Clinton balanced the budget. I'm like. Oh, Are wait. you, like, <laughs> unintentionally throwing shade at your husband? <laughs> that was his big accomplishment? Um, okay, so what if she said, my husband balanced the budget? Then you'd be <laughs> Yeah, you'd love her. that, yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh, Back but, to your gender norm, frog of. Yeah, there was, a, there was a great article we were talking about earlier. In, uh, it was from a few months ago. But it was about, uh, it's called The Blathering Superego at the End of History. 
in the LA Review of Books. That's a and fucking great title. Yeah, it's great. Uh, look up the article. It's very good. Uh, here's here's a little thing connected to that I like. So uh, liberalism uh, has remained slightly kinder than pure reaction. Not quite so racist, not so terribly brutal to the poor. Uh, bigotry wasn't evil. It was just stupid and impediment to growth. Healthcare reform and the welfare, welfare state were not moral necessities. They were the best means of keeping workers healthy and productive. Uh, the result has been an American political movement whose center is a moral void. When John Kerry spoke out against the death penalty, his opposition was based in flawed application. The punishment just wasn't smart. When he criticized uh, Bush's handling of the war in Iraq, his position was similar. He would continue the war but be more strategic about it, which is like basically what Obama did with the war, too. It's like, oh, we're, we're going to stay there, but we're going to use smart drones. Yeah. We're going to balance the drone budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, liberals hate it when you bring that up, too, because uh, there's no defense for it. Well, everything from like Clinton to Obama is just them sort of cannibalizing you know, right-wing strategies but then saying we're gonna be sort of like classier when we do it and have a better tie and shit and you know we're gonna do it more efficiently and have better grass we're gonna drink like perrier that. while we do it yeah <laughs> um have you ever read listen liberal no it's really good uh it's <laughs> listen lady yeah i mean seriously like <laughs> so I'm, this I'm is rank... a blog post jake wrote <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh it's it's like a it's i'm really listening to it on audiobook and it's a book that, that the book itself is a finger pointed at you like this <laughs> the title's listen liberal is that thomas frank the guy who i can't remember uh the, but the guy i think it might be the guy who is who wrote it is reading the narration and he's angry the whole time so he's just yelling the book at you <laughs> oh like, fuck yeah <laughs> yeah so if <laughs> you're funny. in a uh, to this type of politics it's good it's like hardcore music or something it makes you angry <laughs> the whole time um but it's basically just like a story of this guy being coming disillusioned with obama like the way a lot of people were where they were sort of asleep during obama and then going back and researching everything that happened from like carter through clinton and i mean that's really like the thing that i think a lot of people don't understand about the how we got here with the democratic party is that like in the 70s Everyone was obsessed with the idea of the industrial age ending and there being something new. So everyone was like, we got to smash the new deal. Like every Democrat was like, we're going to find right. a new way to, you know, the new deal's over. And now it's going to be all about this professionalism and shit. And it's just never worked. So they've they've just had to continually become more and more right wing to, to win votes or anything. <laughs> Uh, and just sort of like like campaign on this you know wealth inequality shit, and then just completely lie about it. And right. Once they get into office, just stop you know doing anything about that shit. Well, there's that that poll released this week from a Third Way think tank. It was like actually called Third Way <laughs> think tank. Yeah. Uh, and they were saying they like, sound good. No. <laughs> <They're>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, it was talking about they came up with this poll that was like swing voters actually want uh, more a more moderate Democratic Party. And the Democrats should rebrand themselves as the Jobs Party, uh, which, which maybe they did that. Yeah, they did that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was like, what would it be if you had a no jobs party? You actually had people going to voters and saying, like, eventually we should not should not have to work. And That's like, a good party. Yeah. The Norm yeah. Macdonald bit, I think, too. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not doing a bit, but yeah, I like the idea. And yeah. yet all he does is rake in his laughs money and doesn't make a no jobs party. <laughs> <laughs> so where is the blood now on Norm McDonald's <laughs> weekend update desk? 
Um, well, I guess where I was going with that was uh, a sort of um, there's the political articulation of like what the radical left is, and uh, that's becoming more and more prevalent in the uh, culture. Um, but something that uh, we've been also seeing is on the street um, demonstrations and actually the tactics of dealing with uh, fascism and, you know, opposing ideolo- ideologies clashing in real life. Um, like oh. in the form of nonviolent protest? Or no, 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 in the form of violent protest with Antifa. Antifa's uh, come up in America now. Um, nonviolent protest has too, but Antifa's the ones getting all the spotlight in uh, media. Like, people are blaming any of the culture clashing happening now on the people specifically stopping Nazis. I, there was yeah. a week where there was just an onslaught where it was like one after another. Like everyone got a, an email. Yeah, yeah. there was like an Atlantic <laughs> art- article. There's a New York Times article. There's that fucking horrendous Trevor Noah segment. Yeah. And thank you for the segue, by the way, because I got... Uh, I was trying to do. A constant We're argument. We're doing grasping with straws. Today, <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys... Great segues. Um, all this Antifa, like anti Antifa, like weird smear shit. Uh, <laughs> essentially, the math on that is sort of you know it's a simple way of looking at it. But like, really, are you fucking serious? Like, you're against this Antifa thing. It's coming. You know, I don't know. Like a fucking week or two after Nazis killed somebody. It's very odd. But the thing that I keep thinking about in regards to it is like, it's it's. Because we have a media that doesn't really have, like, a moral compass, it's just based on, you know, clicks or whatever like that. So, like, it, there's this constant need in the media to look at both sides of everything. And the thing, the quote I always think about when it comes to this is uh, the Hunter Thompson said that you can't be objective about Nixon. Because, like, the media was sort of also just like, well, look at, look at both sides of things during, like, you know, Vietnam and things like that. And it was kind of like, it rendered you, if you were actually on the morally correct side of this shit a fringe person and that that's a really powerful like tool that sort of mainstream centrism has is to make anyone who is actually doing the right thing but still technically on the far left like well you're you're a radical you're a wacko like i don't even like you using the term radical when it comes to stuff like it's this it's so dangerous yeah. though although radical is like a really cool word that i kind of like sure. being around because <laughs> i don't have like a lot of cool stuff going on yeah but, uh, <laughs> it's like why objective journalism or this like fetishization of it in mainstream media is like plaguing media and it's why it's ruining discourse like i got into when i worked in newspapers i got in so many arguments with like co-workers to the point where they didn't let me cover politics anymore where i'm just like well this like we would have to cover like a sarah palin michelle have you considered death squads have families wrong <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i like I, we have to cover like a sarah palin michelle bachman rally and they just lie and i'd be like well why are we printing this i'm like well we know this isn't true like you guys are all like informed people it's like well we can't just like say they're lying or else there's already a stigma to media being liberal i'm like but there's this or like college media being liberal it's like well there's a stigma to all media being liberal so you might as well just be liberal because it's right and then like because if you give if you give these people any leeway they're just going to become more powerful and they're going to abuse this sort of like cushion you're giving them to lie yeah. and deceive right. and connive people totally and here we fucking are just as a baseline, what a fucking uh, rinky-dink life to live, spending your entire time knowing something is wrong and telling everyone about it anyway. Well, just being like, 
well, I'm going to give them the facts, and the voters or the readers are just going to have to decide for themselves. I just yeah. want, like, what makes those people want to be journalists? Like, who do they but see? That's like, like the paradigm they've given into that because that's what they're taught in schools. That's what older journalists tell them. Like, yeah, but government has become markedly, markedly more corrupt and frankly, like repugnant in like probably the last 20, 30 years since Reagan, especially the way it manipulates the media. Well, the thing is, in terms of news coverage uh, for media, it is not incorrect. It is just correct with the end goal being this is how you get the most buzz and make the most money. Yeah, sure. It's how you remain attractive to advertisers who are the only source of income for these major media establishments. But you know what else is attractive, Alex? The truth. Oh, this again. So sexy. Um, no, it's it's true though. It's oh, like fuck the truth. It's like no, the shit that's actually going on is fucked up enough where people would read it anyway. Even if some like fucking goon was like, oh, this liberal rag, the New York Times, which they say anyway, which is the New York Times is not very. They liberal. call it a rag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Like you could not a rag. theoretically just report on the actual news right now, and it's already like crazy as fuck. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. need this. But there's some like hypnosis that goes into like, you know, having these like swinging talking points between like, you know, wow, what's what's the real issue here with this free speech thing with these Nazis and these Antifa or whatever? Like, it honestly, I think it makes a lot of dumb people feel smart because there is like. I hate I hate this word because people just use it all the time. Like anyone that believes something different from you is they're a contrarian. Oh, you're just being a contrarian on purpose. It's a word that's thrown around the fucking internet. But the people I do know that really buy into this like boogeyman of Antifa are like comedians who are like constantly trying to be the smartest person in the room and just find a new angle on a bit or whatever. Like You see, the jester's heart comes from darkness. <laughs> and so to show the mirror to the world is actually the only true journalism. Yeah, well, it, yeah it's like, uh, and I know people have made this point on Twitter, but it's like that South Park centrism bullshit was like, well, both sides are crazy. Yeah, and I, I think we talked about this on this podcast before, but there's just something easier about doing comedy when you can do both sides yeah. because then you get the harsh contrast which plays into the structure of joke telling. And so it's not yeah. about like being right anymore. It's about setting up gags. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's easier to be like, sure, Al Gore has a point about global warming, but also, man, bear pig? I don't think so. Yeah. It's like, this does not reflect the situation, but <laughs> it is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, the, I mean, you you have started to see some people um, like, you know, MSNBC, CNNs of the world saying like, OK, Antifa and neo-Nazis, not the same thing, but Antifa, I love them. They're just their tactics aren't going to work. OK, the problem with this is yeah. that like these people that are reporting on Antifa are professional class rich freaks who this is the first week of their life they've ever heard of what this thing is. So they should not be the people reporting on this shit they should be the people listening to someone else report on it because it's you know it's way outside of their world and i mean they're doing a fucking book report on a book they haven't read you know like there's a there's a real there's a lot of shit that happens not online there's a lot of shit in this world that happens you know not (laughs) covered in the media and it's a lot of the stuff also has been purposely kept out of being told just as a story and, and you know just mainstream whatever and there's also a, a certain aspect to antifa that like by nature of it being an anonymous thing 
can't really represent itself. But, like, every once in a while, there's, like, somebody fucking comes out and risks their own neck by, like... There's, like, a great article about this guy who's been involved with it for fucking decades who, like... Um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember the article, but I'll link it or whatever. Mm. <laughs> so I'm a fucking cop, so I like I want to know his name and where he lives and stuff. But um, <laughs> right, why would I details, even tell you his name? Like, do you know people who participate in Antifa? Like, how do they feel about this? Uh, well, what is someone who's actually in the middle of this? Okay. Like, would you feel offended or? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I do know people who have been involved and who maybe are involved and yada yada. There's different levels to it or whatever. But the thing that you got to understand about it, the main thing that everyone gets wrong, that fucking Tim Dillon got wrong in this weird ass email he sent me, was uh, <laughs> that it's not really an organization per se. So, like, when I was talking to Tim about, it, he was like, "What's the goal here? The t- Antifa? What do they say at the meeting? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> really? You know, the Antifa takes over the government? No, the whole purpose of it." Is it's it's not like an organization that has an agenda other than showing up when these rallies happen. So the way I like to think of it is more of like a community firehouse. Like it's just a bunch of people that have been sort of like connected to this sort of email list, or you know, a bell goes off or whatever, and people go, "Oh, there's, there's gonna a be a neo-Nazi." Yeah, it's yeah, self-defense yeah. first responders. Yeah, yeah, it's just people that show up. They're not all the same political ideology. The only right. purpose of it is to sort of stand in the way of these fucking yeah, neo-Nazis. Like notice how Antifa showed up when fascists showed up? They yeah. Were, they didn't just show up <laughs> for fun. It's in the name. Maybe, yeah. They maybe show they up should, when uh, trouble shows up. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. I'm noticing. Who is Spider Man? <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, harking back to the media thing is like the editors who uh, ask for these articles, they're also like fucking cowards where they're like there might be outliers in antifa who did something shitty and we know we know those are exceptions to the rule uh and these people are fucking cowards in the sense that they don't want to be seen like tacitly accepting just let the clan run the streets yeah 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 so they're like well you have to get involved yeah that's the (laughs) other thing it's like well we got to denounce it in case our readers come at us for this it's like it's why certain stories don't get published it's why certain things don't get covered because the argument that that they shouldn't be there is the the thing that i think no one is bringing up is that there's all this footage of people like open firing on counter protesters while the cops look on and do nothing so the cops are not on your side the White House isn't on your side. Yeah, this is. I used to honestly be a little dismissive of Antifa because, like, I mean, I grew up in Texas and I saw the Klan from time to time and stuff like that. I drove through Viter, Texas, and it was a little weird. But for my day to day life, most of the time, I was, was like, "Nice to me." <laughs> <laughs> like, I would see these guys at like punk shows and stuff who were like, you know, really fucking big anti swastikas on their backs and shit, and they were really into this Antifa shit. And I'd be like, okay, but, like, you're kind of telling me, like, this is a rock that keeps tigers away. Like, there's <laughs> there's no tigers. But now, 2017, there's fucking tigers everywhere. So they actually have, you know, sort of a purpose. And the the, the thing is, like, every, like, a lot of just mainstream American thought is sort of addicted to this idea that you can protest within the orange cones and, you know, nonviolent protest is this the, the biggest lesson that mlk brought us or whatever and Leave like action to the discourse my yeah, yeah yeah and mm-hmm. like we have a vote i mean if you literally just show up and non-violently protest these people eventually they will just kill you you know <laughs> right. it's kind of the only thing they talk about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's and that's what uh, annoys me too is people frame it as a free speech issue yeah that's because those people are nerds yeah that's key because it's the both sides coverage and that's what nazis say to kind of hide them yeah right and nobody i mean that might be a point if antifa instead of actually physically disrupting things were going around 
to city councils and the government and, and the, trying to pass hate speech laws. They're not right. doing that. They're physically putting themselves. They're tr- they're trying to disrupt people who want to exterminate them. And they're also not violent in the way that people th- say that they're violent. Right. Like, they do a little bit of destruction of property, which is a whole political thing or whatever, and fuck your property or whatever. That's a whole different argument. But, like, really, I mean, a few people get maced or pushed around or whatever. The the, the thing is, a lot of media outlets right now are trying to convince people that, like, you know, Antifa got out of control and it was all this crazy shit that happened and it's this huge threat that could bubble up into whatever. So someone who was on the ground at the at the Berkeley thing that happened last week, everyone's talking about this Berkeley. Berkeley's like the, the Worse, the Antifa's getting out of control. Uh, yeah, I, there the were Brian guy. Yeah, I quoted this on the last episode. Okay, so yeah. there were like I don't know, like thirteen arrests or something. And there was like eighteen arrests at an average Raiders game, like less <laughs> yeah, violent yeah. than a fucking Raiders game. But that's not called a violent event, so. right? So what I'm saying the, is the devil's number. The real yeah. terrorists. Raiders fans. Oakland, where you at? You're <laughs> in Oakland. Fuck you, that's where. East Coast. Yeah. I'm still so into this idea from 10 minutes ago of the bureaucratic masked up meeting. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. like a bunch of red and black face mask guys is like, people's mic, do we break this trash can? <laughs> <laughs> And then they vote, and then we see what happens. <laughs> yeah. uh, they got, so, like, photographs of a trash can they've been scouting for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we know the sleep. trash can has moved. We need a new plan. <laughs> There's dissent. We will re-vote when there is a consensus. <laughs> uh, so Antifa's just coming up in America. I don't know if you know anything about the history at all. Like, yes. Because this is big in Europe, right? It's been yeah. going on for a while. It's been around since fascism itself in Germany. The, the word itself mm. comes from like it's a shortened of a german word it's like anti fascist it's you know? the same word but longer yeah 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 <laughs> so that's why it's just the font uh well yeah, we wanted to make it extra west so it yeah, would because yeah. it would be too hard to yeah. for everyone to be saying this 11 word right, right, long right, word right. all the time no but it, it, also in germany they shortened it to antifa um but so there's all these different examples of it all over uh you know Europe, and then again, like in like Southeast Asia during like the Japanese occupation and things like that. And uh, really, in America, it only really started to crop up once like the KKK and skinheads sort of became a thing, like yeah. you know near the the second half of the the twentieth century or whatever. But um, it's not, yeah, a big myth is that it's like, you know, it's just these rowdy fucking hooligans that just decided, like, re- like they just showed, like, they thought of this, like, well, the last I'm five years. Well, I'm against fascism, but I don't like punk music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to stand. Yeah. I mean, if you understand that it has an ideology at the core of it, and there's, like, you know, literature about this stuff that people read, and it's not just, like, a bunch of people out of control, then it sort of dispels a lot of the myths that are going around that it's just, like, you know... It's a bunch of goons. It's a bunch of the the, 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 the the teens from the Warriors movies and stuff, you know, just raising hell or whatever. I, I mean. want to like Antifa, but I've seen Mean Street Hooligans, and I know how it can end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did a podcast where I went through all the history of it, and I, I don't know if, like, yeah, I should, check just, out Jake's I should just repeat all of it. It's called Pod Damn America. Pod Damn America. Um, but it's really cool. Uh I mean, they have all these crazy, like, awesome names. Like, there's all these different sects of uh, of groups throughout history. Like, the the Iron Column was somewhere in Europe. Uh, there was a group called the Ducky Boys in France. There was a group of prostitutes that raised money by selling roses in uh, Indonesia. <laughs> they were called the Fragrance of Chrysanthemum Sisterhood. There's mm. one called the Anti-Enemy Backing Up Society, the Dare to Die Corps. Like, it's just metal as shit. Very fun history to get into. Um, Almost as good as Nazi names, which are usually like 
the bloodline of tomorrow's <laughs> core. <laughs> I know. It really makes you look at like what we've got now with like Proud Boys and shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, can we get like you know some better creative writers on this or something? Yeah. I really feel like the best media push Antifa has is how uncool the new face of Nazism is <laughs> whenever you record it. They always embarrass themselves in new and exciting ways, whether it's their beat-ins where they have to name cereal or just what they choose to wear, where they look <laughs> like they're in a Catholic school but got kicked out and they're all just cosplaying the video game bully. Yeah. <laughs> or just their giant shiny faces, like that guy with that torch. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's got a shiny face. <laughs> they picked him because he has the shiniest face. <laughs> yeah. It'll reflect for the camera. A moist face. You could tell that was sweat or water or something. The uh, the media coverage is so dangerous, though, not just because it's annoying and wrong, which it is, but also because it dilutes the public backlash or the obvious um, uh, partisanship you would see if the issue was presented as fascist versus people opposing fascism, right. where the FBI is now making lists of Antifa, and there's not going to be people pushing against that right. because and people feel torn on the issue. And there's not they're not outlawing the fucking fascist groups that are being protested i mean that's how backwards is that you know it's weird because like police feel like a fraternity with these people a lot of the time so they'll be like they'll have a list of like the sons of xavier six core or whatever but then they like don't do shit about them usually like they just kind of unless they're gonna bomb somewhere another thing i think people don't get about it is that it is necessary like it's sort of being seen by a lot of people as like this superfluous thing where like we could be doing better if we got rid of this or whatever but like the idea that like we could go and protest these violent fascist open carrying fucking you know militarized things without some some set of force kind of doesn't work and like the thing that like tina Fey said about how like ah oh, just stay home or whatever like that that I, i've been thinking about this a lot because like a lot of like liberalism is uh people sort of flailing you know like crazily because they're freaking out and they also don't have like this sort of actual left-wing background that has like an education on actual tactics and how marxist like right. how things work so they just think you can make up like whatever and like with tina fey this whole thing of like don't show up well here's I, that's so easy to pick apart that wouldn't work because you can't organize everyone to not show up so all what you have is then three people showing up against a mob of nazis they're just going to get their asses kicked yeah. by Nazis. Liberalism you know? And, up, and yeah. not only do they get their asses kicked, then the Nazis feel like they're winning. Because part of this is, like, moral. Like, they need to be scared. And it did work. Like, after Charlottesville, like, you know, the, the thing that happened in Boston where they got just, like, completely they outnumbered. They scared. Yeah, they're they fucking went jackasses. home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it does work. So, I don't know, I'm just, I think it's really lame. That what I was going to say it. is liberalism often repeats uh, the character of its founder and by that i mean donald duck (laughs) where uh you're always flailing your arms and complaining about something dramatic but then when uh you know your friends have to go on an adventure you're just gonna sit back with your nephews and make some snide comments in your funny duck voice that's the best analogy i've ever heard read your history (laughs) well well, uh it's going down dot org um which i want to get on the show but they are busy 
<laughs> They're all anonymous too, so we would have to get they on. They won't come on the official podcast of the DSA. Left, afraid not. Um, Anders physically winces every time I say that. <laughs> I just feel like a lot, like a, yeah. a summons in under the door, get the shutdown. But um, it's going down. They they uh, had a thing today about Politico, which basically they just quoted a bunch of government officials with with. Totally unverified claims saying that Antifa, people involved in Antifa are like plotting things to like overthrow the government yeah. and plotting terror attacks and shit. They're saying people they want to ban ice cream and shit like that. Well, there's a lot of doctored images going around and that people just like straight up believe. Like, yeah. It's really hard to watch people I respect really buy into this shit. Yeah, there's one like, photo that was like, from a protest in Spain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's not even that hard to figure out. It's like different logos and shit. And there's all these photos of like, um, you know, this guy in a black jacket throwing a Molotov cocktail, and then somebody found the original photo, and it doesn't have the Antifa logo on his back. It's like they just photoshopped oh. it on. <laughs> it's There's... literally a swastika yeah. logo. <laughs> 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 Look at what they're doing. They're they're partnering with Nazis. Yeah. It's stuff specifically, like, doctored to make liberals the most upset. Like, can you believe this Antifa member cast the dreaded curse on Cedric Diggory? <laughs> <laughs> How can you co-sign that? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, people always talk about smashing Starbucks windows, and liberals fucking love Starbucks, so that Dude, might and it's be the fall, problem. So now is a sensitive time. <laughs> <laughs> but even that has not that people in Antifa, all of them would do this. But like if you smash a Starbucks window as part of a protest, that there's a hi ideological history behind that, too. You know, like this stuff is yeah tactical. It's intentional. I mean, a lot of people get really butthurt about that because it's like, well, you know, property sacred or whatever. But like, I mean, a lot of these people are anarchists and a big kind of uh, tenant of what they're doing with destruction of property is that. You know, when you show up and you protest within the orange cones and you have a sign that says, like, Donald Trump or whatever, like, <laughs> no one really listens. But if you so when you think about Marx and you think about a strike, you know, when you hold a strike, it gums up the works of production at whatever that thing is, which forces people to have to pay attention to your demands. Right. So when you smash a fucking window, it fucks up the business as usual of that whatever business it what? is which causes people in that community to sort of it's sort of like a more extreme more violent version of like that sort of tool Al also i to. think that particular protest when they targeted starbucks business and i think there were a couple other properties like they looked at the list of properties and those properties had, or those businesses had like targeted lgbt workers or yeah treated them poorly it's like oh maybe there's like actually a rationale behind so it. this stuff happens a lot of times at big events and it causes like so much disruption that the people in that community then have to sort of read up on why it happened and it helps yeah. get the word out whereas just yelling through a bullhorn and shit just doesn't like people the power of people to not give a fuck about stuff is you know it's relentless so yeah. like this I actually forces people i guess this is what i was talking about earlier when i said i was tired of going to trump tower because like i i'm no one like i'm a coward i never do anything that like political or exciting but uh like unless your specific action has an effect on capital or on the actual machinations that are continuing day-to-day -day business i don't see the point of getting involved anymore like a good direct action and not that this has uh is on the cusp of uh the left having the momentum to do this but like a good direct action instead of going to trump tower to protest ice would be to go and uh take over the ice building or set it on fire <laughs> that would be actually a statement 
Yeah. Um, material gain. Material gain. Uh, people damage. power, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Or just direct action. You and know? Th- it yeah. goes over well because no matter how you many people at CNN you pay to like make the people rounding up immigrants look good, uh, moms in the suburbs still see uh, children and people that they already like uh, doing something that they see for a moral reason, and it does have a net positive effect in yeah. terms of media. Yeah, kind of like Adapt and DSA blocking doorways and filling up like town halls and shit before the healthcare. Right, repeal. like I've seen yeah. Josh Androsky post videos of uh, DSA clogging up. I don't think it was an ice building, but I think it was the sheriff's office, and that's the exact kind of stuff that we mm. need to be doing and should yeah. be encouraged. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you need to do something that has some sort of effect, and the argument that you don't that you need to peacefully protest you notice i mean it's very telling like this argument comes from the right wing like libertarians and people like that who've sort of been fed this message that like oh the free speech is sacred and and you know they have this very sanitized view of what mlk was about most people don't know that he was into socialism and shit nearly and ubi mm-hmm. and all this stuff right the before March. he died right before he died coincidentally. <laughs> like there's any correlation between <laughs> yeah. the anti-vietnam stuff and the sudden bullet in his fucking head yeah so it doesn't take a lot to like put together like well why why are the media outlets that these people love also telling you that like you know that there's this sacred aspect of free speech and that there's uh this the nonviolent protest is like the biggest lesson that we learned from the 20th century in america or whatever it's because they've been fed that because it helps this whole other side of bullshit that that they're underhanded in terms of ideology the free speech let everyone talk participate in uh your votes go about your day convince your friends discussion is uh, all about reinforcing the system because the system is based around protecting the market. It's all about making sure everything keeps going through the market. Right, and that's another thing I meant to say about the libertarian side of things is that they all, like, buy into this idea that, like, uh, property is, like, this really sacred thing or whatever. That, you know, destruction of it, that's just, that's offensive to the whole concept of society altogether or whatever. And I mean, the opposite of that is obviously the anarchist, like property is theft sort of thing. Um, But like, it raises all these questions of like, well, you know, who owns like public property and things like that. And also, you know, why do you deserve to have this and that or whatever? Um, and there's also the whole conversation, like when you're just getting into socialism, about like what's private property, what's personal property, yeah. what's public property, <laughs> like why, when it's cold out, can I not sit anywhere without buying a coffee? <laughs> like these basic <laughs> things you don't just don't think about uh, that govern your day to day life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my big takeaway from this whole thing is like uh, people say, why do you have to use this tactic, like MLK and all that, but like. You, it's not a choice between these things. It's not a choice between direct action and voting or uh, organizing for legislation or something like that. Like, these things can go together. And they do. Yeah. The civil rights movement was MLK and it was Malcolm X. Yeah. We just only put one of them on a stamp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Out of context, too, yeah. <laughs> out of, he's taking a shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a rare stamp. All right. Anybody, have got anything else? <laughs> uh, no. All right. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, 
Thanks for having me. As an ambassador from Cumbtown, uh, we <laughs> love having you on this, the official DSA podcast. Of course. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, just that I'm friends with the president of the DSA, Nick Mullen. Wow. Uh, congratulations. Who funds this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> congratulations to him on his election. Um, listen to my podcast, Pod Damn America, my other one, uh, Mr. Cleo. And um, I'm coming to Texas in the end of the month, uh, 27th, 28th, 29th, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. I'm doing a bunch of shit around New York uh, this fall. I'm doing a benefit. I'll put all this stuff on my like pinned tweet, but I'm doing something, Fuck, something that dude. looks pretty cool. This guy, Mike Games, is running a show called um, called uh, Stand Up Fight Back, I think is what it's called. And it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's like, um, the first half of it is like a f- like you do stand up and then they just have these three judges that just judge your clothes like a fashion show <laughs> don't even address your act and then the second part of it is uh it's like a fundraiser for various activist bullshit or whatever uh, so that sounds really cool i got a bunch nice. of other stuff cool well, a fundraiser and a stand up show i don't think it could work <laughs> um, yeah. uh and oh and at feral jokes on everything oh yeah uh, f- follow jake but you probably already do so do that uh, <laughs> uh anders <laughs> Uh, at noob for life, N-E-W-B for L-Y-F-E. Uh, we got a show coming up September 29th. It's a hot one. It's going to be really hot. We got... Uh, Parna Nunchurla is going to be there. Cool. Jordan Temple. We got Carlos Cabrera... Or, sorry, Delgado. Excuse Whoa. me. Whoa. Martin uh, Urbano, who was just on Jimmy Kimmel last week. He'll be there, too. Yeah. yeah. It starts at 7 p.m. Check it out. Hot show. Star Bar. I fucked up Carlos's name the other day, and he's on my podcast. Oh, sh- okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah, we can all bad. agree we barely remember Carlos. <laughs> Ragov? Uh, I'm at Sidewalk Cafe, September 21st. I'll be at our show. Uh, follow me on ACLU Official. Add me on Facebook. I'm Boney Ver, but with a verified check, and things are getting pretty weird. And uh, so join the party, guys. Uh, yeah, yes- yesterday I... um. Stereo Gum posted an article about Boney Bear blasting Hillary, and then I started posting in the comments, and so a bunch of indie dads started fighting with me about Bernie and thought I was actually <laughs> Bonnie Bear for a while. We are all very busy, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're losing our minds, and you can get a front row seat to it. Uh, I have all my shows up on alexpatak.com after I add them tomorrow, and... Uh, Add me at Patak Jokes on Twitter and follow at the Real Left Jest, and we'll put these up. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we'll see you babies next week. <laughs>